everybody out there, it's time for another episode of Star Wars All In, the show that goes all in on all the details, the characters, the stuff, the places, the things of that galaxy far, far away. My name is Mac, and I'm here with my fellow purgeologist, Ross. Oh, Mac, it is great to be back in person. We talked for a while about what we wanted to do this week, and we landed on something a little more fun, a little more fresh. We are going to talk about... Obi-Wan Kenobi. You say landed like it was more of a like a dude, we have to talk about this. When do you have time to talk? Well, not really until the podcast recording. That needs to be the podcast then. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we did. So today we are going to spoiler the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer. If you have not seen all minute 45 seconds of it, um, we are about to talk about it in great detail. And we are going to share what we believe our thoughts are for the upcoming TV show. Yeah. And based on the material that we're going to be covering, we are going to be potentially talking about spoilers about all the Star Wars movies, the Star Wars Rebel TV show, Star Wars Fall in order and a lot of other things that may intersect mm-hmm, with this show so mm-hmm. be up with your current canon before you dive in fellow traveler ye be warned cannot help what they are. Their compassion leaves a trail. The Jedi Code is like an itch. He cannot help it. Where is he? All right, look, we're not usually this topical, but the speculation is so thick and so vast and so wide, like an ocean. I feel that we need to get some thoughts out of our system. It's just they're bursting at the seams. I'm ready to bleed Obi-Wan hot takes. An ocean of sand. An ocean of takes. An ocean of... Well, a notion of information. We don't have that. What we do have is a trailer. More of a dune sea. And <laughs> and like the sand, it's going to get everywhere and it's going to go everywhere because oh, I hate that. the world has... This is going to be a fun time capsule because we're going to talk about something yeah. with the microscopic bit that we have. The last time we tried this was The Rise of Skywalker and it did not go well. What are you talking about? I love listening to our speculations. I think they're much better than what we got. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's not <laughs> Rise of Skywalker is acceptable, but like we definitely had better ideas. So what we're going to do is we're going to discuss the Obi-Wan trailer right now. So we've already said once, but we're just warning you one last time. Spoilers ahead for the TV show, the limited series on Disney Plus coming at the end of May 2022. 
Obi-Wan Kenobi. Or also, like, a fan fiction thing, as we spot speculate about what might happen. It may, none of this may happen. (laughs) Yeah, we could be very, very wrong. I Mm pre-apologize if you get Catalyst out of this, and you go, wow, that's a really cool idea. I hope that's what they do. And they don't do that at all. If this turns out to be a part of Mandalorian, I'm going to lose my mind. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Don't think about how that could be possible. Just accept it and move on. I came from the space between worlds. I'm Din Djarin. I'm here to help you. What? What? (laughs) It just becomes a Terminator movie at that point. (laughs) Okay. So we're going to talk, as we said, so spoilers ahead. And then after, we're going to, you know, give our thoughts in general on this trailer. So the trailer opens up. And we're not going to go scene by scene, right? We're just going to talk about the parts we like. No, no. We're just going to talk about. Um, so, I mean, broadly, you've probably seen the trailer. There are two. Yeah. I'll break it into the conversation to these two chunks. There is the storyline that is the one we knew was coming, which is Obi-Wan reflecting on his life as he is the ward of Luke Skywalker mm-hmm. in this isolation that Yoda sent him on. Yeah. We have his that. first line we hear, you know, the, is that we've lost, right? The hope is right. gone. And the second part of it, which is the new information that's causing speculation, is what sets this story in motion, which is the Inquisitors and how important they are to this miniseries now. It does seem like they are going to be the key to everything. It seems like we'll start off on Tatooine Mm -hmm. and Inquisitors show up. And for whatever reason, they end up chasing Obi-Wan, we assume, off of planet. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, we've talked about this a little bit before, and it's probably safe to assume that this, the the show will take place, you know, both on Tatooine and off Tatooine, it's seeming, well, we based know on what there's we've an, seen in the trailer. We know there's an urban environment that couldn't exist on Tatooine. It's 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 got rain-slicked pavement. There's yeah. no rain on Tatooine. Yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be interesting to see if we're just, you know, on another moon in the same system, if we're, you know, that in general, is going to be very interesting, right? Are we seeing a planet we know versus a place we don't know? All of that. But we also are seeing some familiar faces in the trailer besides Obi-Wan and a young mm-hmm. Luke. We're seeing Owen and we're seeing, well, Baru, but from far away, we do see Owen up close. I'm assume, I'm assume she'll play. Since yeah. Owen's showing in the trailer, I'm assuming we're going to see some scenes with them. Oh, definitely. Um, and we know Bonnie's back. So, uh, And then we have the Inquisitors. And not just new Inquisitors, but we also see the fifth brother. Yes. An Inquisitor we've seen uh, before. Um, so we know that we're going to get established characters. We know that we're going to get new characters. We know there's a lot of people cast in this show that we don't have any idea who they are, like Kumal Nanjani. Yes. Um, so we have a lot of people who, you know, there's more to come. There's more information to be revealed. And we know this trailer didn't show us everything. Well, and the best thing about it is I fully feel that this is like episode one. Like the first episode of the show, we're seeing think? the we're seeing wow. the majority of a preview, and the reason is because I thought it when we got through Mandalorian season two, but I think they have perfected it to a flippin' art when they got to Book of Boba Fett of how much was in Book of Boba Fett that no one knew. Mm-hmm. Like no one was really meaningfully speculating that this was going to be a continuing the Mando's plot arc. Yeah. No one knew that, and yeah. and, and it, when you think about it, like. We should have, like, we should have, we should have been able to figure out the cast list. We should have realized that, oh, he's not just making a cameo. He was there for like four of the shooting days or like, but that's not what happened. It it was all very under lock and key. Mm -hmm. They've done really, really good. And I think we've seen through every one of the Disney plus like mainstay shows, a real concerted effort 
to have surprises in like every episode so that as they have the structure of you get one every week that you are coming back every week for seeing there's a hook on the line yeah there's something to keep you uh engaged and wanting to come back right and so well i don't think we're going to conclude everything we saw but like I will be shocked if we do not see the Inquisitor shaking down the town square and giving that dark look to Owen and the other Inquisitors doing work on a city planet. I I will be shocked if that's not all within the first, like, say, 45 minutes of this total runtime mm-hmm, of this show. Mm-hmm. It'll be very interesting to see. Speaking of runtime, you know, we're in for only a six episode limited series. Yeah. Um, do you feel safe saying, you know, an hour an episode that we're going to get at least six hours of content? Or do you think we'll have some 32 um, minute episodes? I think it'll be hovering on the line of 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. I think I, based on reactions some people had from runtimes of The Mandalorian, I think if you get much less than 40 minutes, people get angry and feel they're gypped even though again you paid the same amount for all of it one one subscription a month yeah um but i i think we're going to see the continuation of how long is it as long as this particular story needs um but i i think it's going to be more around it because i think they want it to be 60 minutes like including credits um so that still tells me that like we might have like a 90 minute episode and i think the majority of them are going to be yeah hovering just below an hour it'll be interesting to see if we get a longer debut or a longer finale compared to the middle episodes you know mando has done that book of boba fett has done that to a certain extent so i think the best we say we're gonna have five plus hours worth of content with this show. yeah this there's no way this will be less than five hours that's yeah yeah, there's not gonna be a half an hour episode of this and while I understand some people find some of the waiting each week and, you know, seeing it in small chunks frustrating. Remember, no single movie is going to be five hours. So we're still right. getting a ton of great <laughs> Obi-Wan content. Here. Zack Snyder was trying, but we didn't get to cross the lo- five hour line. <laughs> he barely crossed the four. Uh, I'm sure he wanted more. <laughs> I'm sure um, he did. And to his credit, it was better than the other version. But anyway, And it's less egregious a... when you're streaming, right? <laughs> yes, that is certainly true. Uh, and it, to be fair, it does have title breaks, not a true interview mission but i like a movie I, with title breaks i'm just saying if we have movies like the batman and, and that becomes Quentin the Tarantino. trend we really need to negotiate at least for the theater run to put intermissions back oh, in there because you have my support you have my vote and, and again there's nothing wrong with intermissions they're not like, breaking it's up a chance movies. to sell concessions who doesn't want that the drive-in figured your, it out your movie probably has a three-act structure there are act breaks whether you stop there or yeah. not we can bring cigarette burns back to let people know it Listen, guys. And, and and if you really want to make me happy, bring back overtures. As you're getting into the theater, we're just playing some of the, <laughs> the score and getting you warmed yeah. up. And you know what? I say that, but we might eventually get back to that. Because as theaters shrink back from the multiplexes mm-hmm. and become more, like, premium content for mm-hmm. people who really want to go to the theater, mm-hmm. we might get back to it, a more glorious theater experience. It is certainly possible. But with, like, Obi-Wan and stuff, it's kind of nice... Hey, I'm going to watch all five hours of this. It's it's like, you know, it's June and I'm going to binge watch Obi-Wan. It's kind of nice to know. I'm like, and I'm going to pause here and go to the bathroom. Yeah. My bathroom, which is right over yeah. there. And I'm going to get a salami. They don't sell that at the concession stand. <laughs> I'm going to drive on over to the 7-Eleven and get a Slurpee. So, like, while I think the movie going experience is, is amazing, I look at Obi-Wan as kind of very honest content of like, well, we can't really contain this story into like two or three hours. Great, then do a mini series. Because I also like the fact it's six episodes, which means it's going to have a beginning and a middle of end that are going to be 
I think, pretty satisfying. We're not going to be trying to string it out to a longer episode count just because we, we, we said, well, we want this to straddle at least three months of Disney Plus subscription. Like, we're not dealing with that kind of tomfoolery. It, yeah. The short lengths of the other Disney Plus, you know, Star Wars shows so far have made me... Obviously, the, 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 the footprint for all of this should be Loki, right? Loki was an incredibly short show yes. that had longer episode runs relative yes. to other shows, right? And it had a dedicated story that it was trying to tell. We got in, we got out. And I know that's certainly the feeling we both want. Yes. Um, my only real thought, you know, when we see the, the trailer and we see all these Inquisitors and all that is... I'm very excited for what this is going to tell us about the world because we've seen well, the Jedi Purge in the video games. We've seen the Jedi Purge in books and in comics and in cartoons. We really have not seen the Purge in live action other than episode well, three. And, so, And that's why, like, for instance, that's one of the reasons I go, like, I think we've only seen the tip of the iceberg. And, like, yeah, so when you see them land at Fortress in- Inquisitorius... Um, which I swear somewhere in the game called it the Inquisitorium, but I haven't found a citation for that. Hmm, um, I don't remember. Uh, but I'm going to still call it the Inquisitorium. I like it. Uh, but the Inquisitorium, like this, you know, diamond-shaped just s- triangle sticking out of the the water that is primarily underwater. You know, we got to see that in Jedi Fallen Order for the first time. That mm-hmm. hadn't existed in where primarily we know most of the lore from the Inquisition, which is the Rebels TV show. But the Rebels TV show is like the last mop-up, right? They're they're probably hanging out at the fortress not doing much because by that point, you know, when you're talking like 17, 18 years into the Jedi Purge, there probably aren't a whole bunch of sightings to go take care of. Jedi Fallen Order shows us like two years into the Purge and just how there are these Gestapo that run around the galaxy and are Mm -hmm. combing through all Mm -hmm. this intelligence to try and find anything. And I think we really see that it's going to be more of that, not just because they're pulling from Jedi Fallen Order imagery, because we've seen some variations on the uh, Inquisitor look. That's where we had our first Inquisitors that don't have like the full face mask and we sort of got to see them a little bit under that because like you like second sister you like hardly ever see their real face because why would they reveal that they got a cool darth vader mask don't take off the darth vader mask but you have that great line from a person that some people are saying is the grand inquisitor or might be the grand inquisitor of his time but like we get that line that just baits the hook of what their role in the universe is right now which is they we look for jedi their compassion leaves a trail like just these sickly words of twisting good against them. Like they're looking for compassion. Like if they see compassionate people, they suspect them as Jedi. And what a terrifying witch hunt that like kindness is like almost a crime, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. Um, and what I also hope we would, I would like to see is if this is say halfway through, right? A lot of people, including myself, look at Luke and say, Luke's like probably between like, seven and ten mm-hmm. so that t- tells me that we're like halfway through those 19 years give or take mm-hmm. of um the dark times mm-hmm. and I'm like i would love to see the in- inquisition having that thing of we we've killed all the great leads we've got most of them marked mm-hmm. down and i would love to see them say oh, 
Kenobi. Kenobi's alive. Kenobi gives us a justification to clear our annual budget. We can still keep existing as long as we keep proving we're necessary. And I would love to see when she's like walking around the town square. I would love to see that's not that's not because they know Obi-Wan's here. It's because they think someone's here and they're just on a witch hunt yeah. because they're trying to prove that they're still valuable to the Empire, that they need to be here, that they yeah. need to be running around constantly keeping vigil for these anarchists and dissenters. So you raise a good point. One of my biggest questions is here is what brings the Inquisitors to Tatooine, right? Because obviously there are two possibilities. One is that it's simple. They're just, you know, hey, they have a big map of the galaxy and they're crossing off. They're, they're on a Jedi hunting tour and they, yeah. they make stops all along the Imperial outpost of the Outer Rim. Exactly. That's one option. The other option, well, there's probably three. The second option is that an event happens that causes Obi-Wan to use the force in front of someone, you know. Yeah, much like Cal Kestis in Fallen yeah. Order, he does something that tags. Yeah. And like I said... Probably maybe not as obvious as Cal, but like, yeah, people were talking about this crazy old wizard who lives out beyond the Dune Sea. Oh, a wizard? You don't say. We'll send someone to investigate. And the third possibility, right? Someone gives him up. Yeah. Some, you know, someone says, oh, you're looking for, you know, whatever. I know of this guy who fits the description. Oh, yeah. What if Owen, like, to protect his adopted mm -hmm. son is kind of like... Maybe that's where the bad blood between the two would come from. That's interesting. And then we get to a point of talking about, okay, if Obi-Wan is going to leave Luke, there has to be a reason, right? If he's yes. going to leave guarding him. And the only things that make sense to me are, one, he's safer if he leaves, i.e., oh, they'll discover Luke if I stay because now they're on my trail. The whole, like, yeah, I need to lead them away. From, yeah. Like, they think that I'm the prize and I need them to keep believing that. Mm -hmm. And that is the one that makes the most sense to me. It's the one I hope we see. Obviously, the other possibility is that there's something with Leia, right? There's a reason he needs to go and protect Leia. Mm. And while I think that's unlikely, I do think it's possible that him and Bale have had communication throughout the years. I do think it's possible that, like, you know, they have had moments of interactions and, in the past. I, that wouldn't ruin and, episode four for me, is well, what I'm saying. I think with episode four, it's like, you served my father in the Clone Wars. So, like... I could see it more like letter correspondence or something yeah. simpler. And if after this event, Obi-Wan goes full covert, like cuts all of that because this was too close of a call, I then I can really see that like Bale would be reaching out to him. Like, remember the good old days of the Clone Wars? That's why I, that's how I'm penning my message or framing it to my daughter because... It's been a while, Obi-Wan. How you doing? Yeah. Do you mind helping me? You still got that laser sword? <laughs> you still... <laughs> so, um, you know, I want to see some Bale. We know we're going to see some Bale. I want to yeah. see some Brea. I want to have Brea have a spoken line in live well, action to become Star a character. Wars. Yeah. In live uh, action Star Wars. Yeah. So uh, that's what I'm hoping for. Obviously, I'm hoping for some young Luke, some young but like, Leia, but I want them to be more set pieces. I want so, them to be more at a distance. And there's a perfect example of something they haven't shown us that would be a beautiful surprise is, hey, this episode has an Alderaan scene. Yes. Where you see little, you see the mirror image of Luke in little Leia and what her life on Alderaan yes. was for the first time. We really get what that life is like. And maybe it's a short scene, but that's the kind of, that's yes. the kind of per episode pop I'm expecting and why you're not going to see that in a trailer yeah. because that's a totally different environment couldn't and we want to save more. that. Yep. Couldn't agree more. I cannot wait to see what planets we visit. I cannot wait to see what characters from Legends they bring in because... Frankly, it just feels like that's a thing that happens now. You know, we get Legends characters. We get Expanded Universe characters. We get animated characters when we make these live action mm -hmm. shows. So I'm hoping that trend continues. Well, 
and and there's right isn't there like there's a little piece of catnip i can't help but think of which is where i could see all the city stuff happening is because the city stuff's very vague it could be ewan mcgregor in some cases we're pretty sure he's on that planet but all of it's in shadow all of it's a little bit like misty and i'm like what I could see that like city planet, not necessarily has to be because it could be part of the larger story, but I would, it screams to me, what does this show start with? It either starts with one of two scenes. Obi-Wan, Dear Diary, it's been a hard time since the Clone Wars. Like, you know, the whole just him framing what the uh-huh. years have been for him. Or alternatively, if you want to start with an action beat, you start with some other Jedi we know like some interesting Jedi who, you know, is sort of off to the side, mm-hmm. kind of like kind of like how Bad Batch started off with um, Pond- um Dippa Balaba. Thank you. I was no, about I've been to practicing. Trip. I'll trip over it. But like we start with her getting killed because you vaguely know about that character. You really know that character if you've dug into like the history mm-hmm. of Kanan. But like mm-hmm. it gives you a face to the purge is bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And so what's the best way to introduce the Inquisitors? Them successfully terminating a Jedi so we know the stakes oh of Obi-Wan needs to be careful. These people mean business. Could They're you serious. imagine a show opening with the fifth brother going after Opo Rancisis? Oh! That is the show I need. I, I don't think that we're lucky enough. He's... I, It'd have to be CGI at that point. It means the snake dude. So there's not. Oh, yeah. No, they just get the costume from the back half from that snake thing in The Rise of Skywalker. Okay. And then they just get the front half from the episode one archives and they stitch them together. Uh, You have a live action working puppet. What if it's a Jedi that's from the same race as Therm? Maybe it's a big lobster dude in Jedi Jedi? How would he hold a lightsaber? It'd have to have a special attachment. It's just made of really strong material so it can hold his massive. No, what if it's like a big rubber block? Is the handle <laughs> so he can like like a like a stress ball? He can grab onto it. Like it's that. a stress. Yeah. No other Jedi can use it. Why? You have to have the pressure crush of a scissor punch style <laughs> hand. Um, no, but I mean, like to me, assuming which I would if I was the director or producer of the show, I'm going to assume that the majority of my audience have seen the movies and Rogue One. I'm not going to assume they've seen Rebels. I'm yeah. not going to assume they played Fallen Order. Agreed. I'm going to assume that part of my work is to early on sell what the Inquisition is so that people who are new to that concept get on board. And I think the easiest yep. punch to that is showing them as the threat that they are so that when you see them later, this isn't a bunch of pretenders. These are Sith assassins, no different than like Asajj Ventress started out as. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. They definitely will need to make them threatening. And mm-hmm. obviously, they're only here. They're only here to have a lightsaber fight with Obi-Wan. Right? Exactly. That's their so purpose. So you know by having so many of them and the fact that some of them have to survive because we know certain ones do, right? Yeah. We know there are going to be multiple action scenes from them. So it makes perfect sense that you would start off potentially with an action scene, especially if you frame it of, Oh, it's just a guy in a hood. Is that Obi-Wan? We think that's Obi-Wan they're chasing, right? Like, there's yeah, a yeah, lot exactly. of classic trope it, misdirect you can do. Like I said, they're either going to start soft with the drama or they're going to start hard with the action. Yeah. And and that's what I expect the first scene to be. And like I said, if nothing else, they've got to, in that first episode, just do some of the work of explaining what the Inquisition mm-hmm. is. Or perhaps they end episode one with the scene I've been talking about because now the, the show is moving on mm-hmm. from... 
here's how Obi-Wan got here. Here's what else is going in the mm-hmm. galaxy. And these are going to intersect in the next episode. And absolutely, I agree. So speaking of all of that, right? Speaking mm-hmm. of, you know, the state of our character and where he exists in this world. This show, while titled Obi-Wan Kenobi, just like the Book of Boba Fett was titled the Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. The Book of Boba Fett also was about the Mandalorian to a certain extent. It moved his story forward. And this show, I think we can all probably safely assume, will do the same thing for Darth Vader. Yes. Darth Vader will be in this show, right? Maybe Anakin Skywalker will be in this show. And while we may not see a ton of him, right? While he won't have as much screen time as an Obi-Wan. Yeah. It will be interesting to see what this show tries to do for tries to do for Vader's character. Okay. Because I think it will do something. The question is what? Pet theories. Yeah. Um so my thing is, like I said, I think the B story of the entire thing is the Inquisition and what their role in the galaxy is and how they're functioning. Mm-hmm. And the Inquisition, the best cool thing that I think Star Wars has maybe ever done, in mm. my opinion, about writing in the margins and recontextualizing things was when the Grand Inquisitor in Rebels kills himself and he's like, no, 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 you don't understand. I don't I don't want to disappoint him. That's worse than dying. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd rather die here in the reactor. I just get vaporized than whatever the heck he would do to me, which sets up so glorious that when you see Vader in Rebels, he is the threat that he was in 77. He's the guy lifting the guy up and crushing his neck and tearing the ship apart like this rolling ball of rage. Agreed. Um, And we had lost that because once we went through the prequels, we had all this empathy and pathos for him. Like, we know why he fell. He's a human character. Like, we understood him and it was great to recontextualize. Yeah, but for 19 years, he's just an evil rage monster. He is the blackest hearted villain in the known galaxy and he doesn't have all that stuff. So the fun thing to me is I'm hoping in this show, we, especially because they hired Hayden, is we're going to mix those two and we're going to get moments like I remember we both talked about when we played Vader Immortal, mm-hmm. the, the VR game of there's Vader being Vader, being like, you know, chewing out an insubordinate. They leave the room and then he sits down in front of this machine that like has Sith artifacts and Jedi artifacts and it might be able to allow you to reconnect with the past. And so you find out the whole reason he's doing this is he wants to start, find a, like a way back to Padme and he clicks off the mask and then you hear a a Hayden alike talking as Anakin Skywalker and reminding you that inside that black armor yeah. is this man who's been wrecked and even in his own mind there yeah. is Vader and there is Anakin and those are two different people I agree completely my kind of take or uh, perspective on the whole thing is if they're going to go the route of trying to make Vader some sort of character, give him some sort of arc, right? Yeah, yeah. In this, which that may not be, you know. But if they do, my guess is they're going to go, for lack of a better term, with the family trope, right? This Mm. is a man who has no family, who is longing for one. Mm -hmm. And out there, right, in the desert is his long-lost brother, his best friend, right? Yeah, his his son and daughter that he doesn't know exists, right? Like, that is the story The loneliness of Vader. they'll push on. And maybe that, like, if it really gets interesting, and this is really pulling for the stars, but, like, him wanting to have that relationship with the Emperor and him not returning it. That would be good. That would be a very interesting thing to see. That would be good. The alternative to that that also would be good would be, like you were saying, like, maybe he's hanging out at the Inquisitorium a lot because once there's rumors of another Jedi, you know, you could see the Vader, like... 
I still felt a presence I haven't felt in a long time. Kenobi is there. That's the system. Kind of like, because, okay, let's just define the rules here. There are a couple of third rails that the entire community, I think, is like nervous about. Yeah. Because you could totally recontextualize it, but it starts making episode four crumble. We already talked about the fact of like, if... Bale is having hollow calls with like Obi-Wan Kenobi every other weekend. Like it's a little weird that like he would send his daughter on this weird distress call to him. Right. You can recontextualize, you can fix it, but like it gets weird. I think one of the, the other two big third rails for me of like, look, you've got to, you got to eye the needle perfectly to sell me on it is Kenobi and Vader meet anytime between the volcano fight on Mustafar and the Death Star. To me, the way those scenes are written, Obi-Wan abandons him, says he is dead to me. I, as far as I'm concerned, Anakin Skywalker died right there in that fire pit. And as far as I even know, like that Vader guy might be my friend. Cause I know he named Vader, but he's a machine now. Like what the hell did that do to him? You know, like, yep. I couldn't recognize him even if I trust in the idea that Anakin Skywalker is in there somewhere. And vice versa, when Vader says, the circle's now complete, when I left you, I was but the learner, but now I am the master, would feel weird if they had a duel somewhere in the middle. I agree with your second point, not as much the third. Only because that, like, I was, you know, the learner, now I am the master, whatever he says exactly, right? That can apply... To any point of his life, right? Yeah. Because he always believes he has become more powerful than his opponent every yes. time. Like, and that's that is why I said for him. So that one doesn't bother me as much personally. Yeah. I'm not trying to say that it's, um, I, what I'm saying is it's a third rail because you can screw it up more easily than you can get it right. In for the sense sure. of like, if you set it all up that like Anakin is still figuring out his stuff. Like maybe he's still struggling to fully embrace the dark side or something like that. And when he sees Obi-Wan, he realizes how much more he has to learn after having a battle with him. Like if you ended with, it's just like, I still have much to learn. Great. Well then his line makes sense in four yeah. again. You can, you can eye the needle, but it's like, it's a very dangerous road. Well, and then yeah, the I other one, agree with all that. Sure. And the other one that, that we, I think have already talked about in like the appendices is like the, Look, if you look in the phone book and find that there's a kid named Skywalker on Tatooine and Vader learns of this, you're going to have to rue a lot of work for me to go. And it can go like Skywalker. Well, it's like Smith. There's probably like a zillion Skywalkers on there. It's <laughs> probably have, not cool. It's probably just a coincidence. They don't have chain codes on Tatooine yet. That's why he's able to fly <laughs> under the radar. You know, in Bestine, all seriousness, though, well, Bestine is a capital of that world. Technically, they should because the, the Empire has official presence on there. It's not just a hut cartel world. Mos Espa is. Mm. <laughs> well, well, Mos Espa was, but yeah. like. Like Moss Eisley has imperial presence. Bestine is traditionally the imperial headquarters on Tatooine. Yeah. Which, for the record, why are the Imperials even there at all? And part of my brain goes to look around for kids named Skywalker just in case. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see if they establish the Empire having a presence in Obi-Wan. Like if the Empire has an outpost on Tatooine. Uh, that'll be interesting to see. I I think you will because, I mean, there's the Imperial officer we see in the trailer coming down the ramp, mm-hmm. um, which already shows me that we're going to have official attaches to the um, to the Inquisitors. Yeah, probably. Like, that person, either they're 
part of the local Tatooine garrison meeting them and they're both walking back to the base or vice versa. That's the Imperial officer here to explain to this is a very important member of the uh, the Empire. No, you've never heard of them. And yes, all of their orders supersede any other orders you have. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, on that same note, another thing that I think is like being held back from the trailer is I can't imagine a world. I can't imagine a world where after six episodes of this, I have not seen a single purge trooper. Yeah. The, the, um, the stormtroopers with the like usually electromagnetic weapons mm-hmm. that aren't really meant to hold their own against, well, they're meant to hold their own against the Jedi. They're not necessarily meant to kill them. They're generally seem to be like, well, if it's a Padawan, they could probably take them. Maybe they are prepared to deal with lightsaber attacks. They've trained for that, but their whole goal is we're here to stall you long enough that one of the red blades can come here and take care of you. And that is such an apparatus in fallen order that like, it would be weird for me to show the mechanisms of the Inquisition that is already referencing this video game and not go all the way and God. have, here's our stormtroopers that you can get a six inch and three and three quarter figure yeah. of later this year. I don't want to go too far off a tangent, but wouldn't that be a great feature of Fallen Order 2? Is that if you stay in one part of a map too long, an Inquisitor shows up? Ooh. If they go, like, if they went a little more cool open world. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and again, and that that to me is the strongest vibe that has me on board for the Inquisition side, because initially, my first blush of it was like, well, the Inquisition's cool, but I thought of all the third rails first, of like, this gets really dangerous if you actually get Obi-Wan involved in galactic politics again, because there's certain people that won't let it go. Like, you know, if Vader hears Obi-Wan's alive, like, he's not going to say like, well, we destroyed it with a thermal detonator. Like, no, get his dental records. I want to be sure this time. Yeah. Right? Um... So when I first saw that, I'm like, wow, this looks like an amazing show. The Inquisitor show. I want to see this show. Don't know what that has to do with the Obi-Wan show, but like, I want to see both these Mm -hmm. two different TV shows. Mm -hmm. And as I go forward, I'm more on board with like, yeah, the, 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 to me, the A and B story is an Obi-Wan lamenting what they couldn't accomplish and how his part in leading the clone armies led to this empire and how the Jedi's failings to recognize Palpatine earlier. And like thinking about like, I would love to see like, like the kind of moments I'd like to see is him looking down on Luke and then him sort of reminiscing about the nine-year-old boy he met that he didn't realize he handed over to a Sith Lord that day. Mm -hmm. Like the day he became his Padawan, who's next to him? the dark Lord of the Sith, the Phantom Menace that his master just got murdered by. Like that has got to haunt him of how close he was and didn't see it. Right. Couldn't agree more. Um, And that is really dramatic, but I feel that's your A storyline. And the B repose to that is the sustaining of the Sith. And what do the Sith exist in a world that's slowly not needing them? The Empire is self-sufficient. There aren't Jedi to go hunt. There isn't as much need for us. But we represent what is the actual core of this government. But most people don't know it is ruled by a Sith Lord. We're like the only ones in the Empire who know that. You know, we're the only ones who know why Vader is the scary guy. Because as far as we know... Galaxy-wide, the only people who really know about Red Blades is Vader. He's the only one that probably has any, like, populist idea. Because most of the Inquisitors, 
they're not very surgical. So it does feel that like, oh, you saw me kill that Jedi. Oh, well, what's the big deal? I have to kill you now, too. Why? You know, compartmentalized. I'm evil. That's why. I'm going to kill you because I'm evil. <laughs> yeah, we don't really ever see them. Well, you know what? Actually, we do. There are some Inquisitor moments in the comics where they do some brutal stuff. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm thinking about it. But we don't really see them taking too many unnecessary kills outside well, of that, like in Fallen Order. But they're mostly around Imperials. There's really not anyone for them to take out. Well, there's no one there that can't do their job and carry on, yeah. right? But And I'm not saying that they find civilians and they murder all the civilians yeah. around them. It's just more of like, I don't think the Inquisition is a publicized part of the Imperial War Machine. I don't I think... Mo- agree. I, I don't. I don't think you're going to see any posters with a Grand Inquisitor yeah. like, if you see someone using Force ma- Magic, call 1-800-PURGE and we'll be there. Yeah, I would agree because I think the Empire is putting on the face of the Jedi are gone. There's no... What Jedi? They never existed. What are you talking about? They were psychos. They were psychopaths. Like, magic. They don't have magic. They're gone. Like, they, yeah, like that chapter is already behind them. This is just sweeping the dust under the And again, I feel that, like, I think the character of the Empire is best described as Grand Moff Tarkin. You, my friend, is all that's left of their religion. Mm -hmm. Right? And so, like, there's a part of me that goes, Grand Moff Tarkin might not even be aware of the Inquisitorium. Because why would he, as a military government, need to know that? He doesn't care. Apparently, Vader goes on some camping trips every, uh, every couple of weeks. And I don't know. I don't care. I'm building a Death Star. I have things to do. But that, I mean, but then again, isn't yeah. that the fun cameos we can also have? Is what is Admiral Tarkin doing right now? You know, what is the you know? Do we want to check in on the status of like? Do we talk about the Geonosians getting murdered, which mm-hmm. eventually happens between these two movies and the Death yeah, Star well, project? We see it's, the Death Star in this show. You know, it's it's possible. Um, and a- another just super secret thing I want to know: How old's the Executor? Like, is that what Vader's sitting on? Or is it in between? Are we going to see Vader's, like, from the books? I mean, no, we already know. They don't read the books. But if they did read the books, would they give us that um, Jedi Interceptor that he's quoted to fly before he gets the TIE Advance? That would be cool as hell. My guess is we're beyond that. All those have probably been retired now, but I would love it. But I'd love to see what he has because it's probably not the TIE Advance Mm because that's a super advanced model. 10 years so from now. Yeah, we're 10 years in, so we're not at the, whatever that is that Thrawn designed, the Striker? No. The, uh, no, the Strikers are the the atmospheric ones in yeah. Rogue One. Uh, it's the TIE... Defender? No. Might be the Defender. Might be the new version of the Defender. Either way, you know the one I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the that's one that's five... being manufactured in yeah, Lothal. But that's five years in the future, six years in the future, so it's not that. Yeah. Um. Boy, it'll be interesting to see, won't it? Yeah, and like you said, the second we all kind of got the trailer and go, oh, we're not just staying on Tatooine. This isn't just Haunted Man fights a Cryat Dragon and thinks about life. Like, the second we knew it was going to have more, it opens up the whole galaxy. Like, will we have a space battle in this? We might, because if he's leaving planet, then everything on Star Wars is back on the table. You have to get him on a ship so he can say how he hates flying. I was, you have to. Yeah, and you need to have him doing things where he's like being excellent and hyper competent and things, and then complaining about he doesn't like doing those things he's hyper competent at. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Classic Obi Wan. Classic Obi Wan. Oh boy. Well, as long as he spends some time um, manipulating children, I think I'll get everything I want out of the character. I have to admit, there's a huge part of me that wants to see a scene where like Luke bumps into him. Yeah. And. 
he's very aware of things, but he just turns the kid around to go back to his uncle or whatever. And like, again, just that ennui of like Obi-Wan going like, this is like my surrogate son. This is the most important thing in my world. I'm watching him grow up every single day. He's super important to me and he can never know who I am. Yeah. Like we can never interact. (sighs) Other things that could happen. Uh, you know, when we're talking moonshot ideas, you know, obviously we've got Gwygon being in here. I think that one's probably guaranteed. Hopefully just the voice of Gwygon. Um, well, you and I canon. <laughs> being on brand. So we love the book from a certain point of yeah, view. We do. And we both have fallen in love with the concept that's brought up on that, which is canon, um, where he's communing with yeah. Qui-Gon, where he has, uh, you know, a very like, like how... Luke hears from Obi-Wan he had with Qui-Gon. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly. fantastic. There's also a chance he'll communicate with Yoda yep. across space and time. So lots of possibilities for more Jedi. I love your idea, Mac, about seeing the Inquisitors hunt down other Jedi. You know, I would love it if we learned about what some of the Jedi who survived the Purge, you know, how they go out. Like even opening with a montage of Inquisitor cool. killings would be interesting. And, and another way you could also do that, again, it depends on how much work they think they need to do to establish yeah. the Inquisitors. Because the mm-hmm. other thing you can do is steal a page from Fallen Order and take, start with a Padwan being captured and then being tortured and twisted yeah. in to an Inquisitor. Maybe maybe our face maskless, like, kind of hero Inquisitor here used to be a Jedi. Oh, I just thought of something. That Ten I'm years like, is a long time. Uh, I just thought of something. I'm like, please don't be that. Please don't be that. Of like, please don't make. I can't remember. Her name's been announced, hasn't it? Ooh. Um The the African-American woman who's the like one. Oh, the Inquisitor? Yeah. Um, not off the top of my head. I don't know. I, it has. I feel like Databank or something gave her a name. But like, I just realized I'm like, oh, please don't be this. Which is. What if she comes here and she finds Obi-Wan and when she gets to Obi-Wan, she goes, I need you to help me escape them. Oh, that would be interesting. It a would... defector inquisitor? Someone, because I mean. Yeah, think... wow. And if you think about it, those third rails I was talking about cleans up a lot of them because the only one we see on Tatooine is her. And if she's not really trying to hunt down yeah. anyone. You know, if this is just the pretense to maybe get away, like she used to be a Jedi, she wants to get back to that. They turned her into this evil what thing. What if it's to a Jedi me. he knew, someone he knew, you know, someone oh, he knew yeah. as a Padawan. I, that is an interesting idea. That is a very All interesting All right, we'll put a idea. pin on that. Matt gets a gold prize yep. if that turns out to be the plot. Very interesting idea. And that, and again, that satisfies what, again, it seems like the two modes of this mm-hmm. machine is a lament about everything. And it also gets, oh, it's too perfect now. Now I'm thinking about it too much because I'm like, okay, if you do that, then the other thing you get to do is they have to escape Tatooine because Obi-Wan's yeah. like, you don't understand. We can't be here. Yeah. You you and I can't be chased here. Why? I can't tell you, but it's super important. We need to get off world, right? And then you also get the thing of like the near miss where Obi-Wan and Vader don't have that fight. Yeah. But this woman gets killed yeah. by Vader. Yeah. And we see Vader's fury and how Vader feels like I was so close to find out who was teaching you what Jedi because there was something familiar about the training you yeah, had. Yeah. Like he have all that like near misses feeling the presence of Obi-Wan not quite grasping it and Obi-Wan going like I need to super disappear forever because yeah. even trying to save a soul didn't work out at all for me. Yeah. Boy, I mean, there is one thing that has to happen in this show, right? And that's Obi-Wan has to learn a lesson. 
Oh God! Obi Wan yes. has to grow and change as a character, and that is a perfectly fine lesson. My in- thoughts were basically: we're going to start off more the opposite of this show will find Obi Wan at his lowest, and this show will be teaching him to regain the hope and to you know I get think, the hope back. I'm sure that's what it's going to yeah, be. Yeah, I think frankly, the easy A to A is just the fact of. Obi-Wan is going to represent that part of himself that Luke gets scolded for on Dagobah, looking over the next hill, thinking of adventure, thinking of all the things that could have been and all that kind of stuff. And at the end, he realizes, no, my vigil is the most important work I could be doing right now. I think that's what we will end up getting. But boy, I can't wait to find out. And it's not that long. We got like, what, two weeks? Yeah, two months, baby. We've never been closer. It's the closest we've ever been. All right, we bring another episode of Star Wars All In to a close as we keep an eye towards the future. Gotta be careful with that future. Yeah. It's it's dangerous. Well, it's always in motion, and everything we just said could sound really dumb in like two months. I think it's more likely that it sounds dumb than smart. I think that's true. I, I think, well, I think this show will surprise us. We don't have a good history of predicting Star Wars either. No. We have bad track no. records of predicting Star Wars. No. But admittedly, everyone does. Because, like, it's, it's, uh, if you put bets on what was going to happen in Skywalker, Rise of Skywalker, y- you all lost. Like, yeah. no one could have predicted that. Even if you love that movie, no one predicted, wait, that's how that's all going down? Even if you saw the leaks first six minutes from Burger King and got the Fortnite tie in. <laughs> that would have helped, though. A voice echoes across the galaxy. Oh, when? In Fortnite. I feel really old now. But also in Fortnite without a translation, so it was literally just gibberish. I can't. I can't go down this path now. I no, know but we're I'm just, this, I But know, again, the but point is, I like, can't. we don't know what the future holds. Yeah. Again, if you want to have fun and get a preview of this, go back to our episode from 2019 where we yeah. spent, what, like an hour? Three hours? Yeah. Well, no, we spent like an hour plus talking about oh, our yeah. ideas of what was going to happen. Yeah. And then another hour and a half going like, but here's what actually happened. Oh, gosh. That was a fun night. Oh, it was great. What a long night. Again, there's still some really good stuff in Rise Skywalker. I can't yeah, wait for sand. it to be. I can't wait for it to be not the last sentence on like once we have at least one or two more Star Wars movies, things get way less rosy of like, uh, ah, Rise of Skywalker was stupid, but it had blood, it had blood and Baba Frick. And like, it has, it's got its merits. I mean, remember uh, when like he kicked that like bowl of beads over and then it showed up where Ray was. That was cool. <laughs> Come on. That was cool. Anyway. Oh uh, boy. I do like Star Wars. I love Star Wars. Really quite a fan. Um, and normally this is where we talk about things that are happening in the future, but that's what we just did. We did so. just do that. I would say, is there anything, we have some Star Wars books coming out, you know, in the next few weeks, uh, the third Queens book is coming out. That's true. Very excited about that. Um, you know, we're getting closer to some more High Republic stuff here. 
Um, beyond that, though, not much say, in the publishing world until April, the next few months. Well, the thing is, like, April's going to be this kind of like <sighs> pulling in air yeah. as like we get some tidbits about Obi Wan, yeah, and then everything else that Star Wars news gets pinned to celebration and mm-hmm. try to not say much until big bombastic reveals at this at the most charged audience who's going to think your stuff is great. Like I'm fully expecting that we'll see a teaser for fallen order two. And that at E3 they'll the E3 time, well, there's not going to be at E3, but like (laughs) I fully expect them to tease it, prime the pump with us. And then by E3 time they go like, Hey, it's coming out next spring or this holiday or whenever they can deliver it. Boy, I can't wait. There's going to be a lot of, it's going to be a big celebration. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We've got a lot of project to announce and then cancel. Well, what amazes me is just thinking about, like, again, where we were in Chicago in 2019 and what we originally thought of, like, well, what are they going to talk about in 2020? And now, like, thinking, like, yeah, in 2022, they got a lot to talk about. Yeah, there better be a lot of buildup. There's a lot of good stuff for them to, to again, even if it's not new stuff, like, just, hey, here's here's what's happening in, old, you know, in the High Republic. Oh, cool. Like, there's just a lot of fun to be had of, again... I'm really looking forward to walking amongst people in a large space and well, probably still wearing a mask. But the important thing is like being amongst people and, and having a room that sees like, say a trailer for, I don't know, uh, a trailer in season three. It's not that honestly, you know, the big thing that I'm curious to see if they do. Mm-hmm. So Obi-Wan premieres right around celebration mm-hmm. and i'm like you know what would be really cool is if you just had a giant set of auditoriums that you just let star wars band go in and watch that first episode together yeah that would be ma- amazing just saying that would be very, very and then cool. maybe i don't know now i'm just getting fever dreams but like and then like i don't know you mcgregor comes on for like a <laughs> live video chat and answers some of the fans questions how rad would that be we can hope and i say video chat because only the bravest souls I expect to actually be there. Because if you're an actor and you have money, yeah, you're not okay with co- conventions and COVID yet. No, no. You don't if you can afford either. to not be at the signing booth, you're not going to be at the signing booth. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but either way, very excited about that. Um, and we've got some really fun mm-hmm. stuff planned for you, the audience, soon. We're, we're, we're returning to the ear of guests as he knocks on all the wood surfaces near him. Yeah. Um, we've got some folks lined up, so we're excited to see that in the coming weeks. Um, and, uh, and like I said, just keep having fun. Fingers crossed that that comes through. I, we've got to. If we have to get a harpoon gun and reel them in, we'll get them here at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's in the future. And until then, I'm Mac. And I'm Ross. And until next Wednesday. May the force be with you. This production is not endorsed by any other property and is the sole responsibility of Mac Purvis III, Ross Greco, and those involved in its production. It is meant for entertainment purposes only. Other than content provided by this production's providers, all music, music clips, sound bites, rights are reserved, and their respective owners have not endorsed any aspect of this show. Copyright 2022.